0: And we're on. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Flagrant Foul, your source for everything hoops. So what I'm going to do this week, instead of going through each of the different series like I did last week, I'm going to pick some of the more important storylines across the NBA and dissect those instead. This way, we get to focus on the real shit, you know, while filtering out the bullshit. Feel me? Okay. So first what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk about Philly, the Philadelphia 76ers, and what they've done so far in these playoffs. Next, I'm gonna touch on the OKC Jazz Series. And finally, I'll round it out with some much needed Raptors therapy. All right, here we go. The Philadelphia 76ers have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. They have arrived and with a bang. They trusted the process and it's finally fucking paying off. Not only are they a heck of a team with, in my opinion, two of the best players in the league, I'll touch on that in a second, but they've brought a buzz back to Philadelphia, a buzz that's been missing for years. Every time I go on social media, I see some sort of post, some sort of video, some sort of hype about Philly, about the Sixers. It's wild. Look at Kevin Hart, Philly native. Kevin Hart, every time I open Instagram, there's a picture of him either courtside at a Sixers game, being picked up by Joel Embiid, or running around in a Sixers jersey trying to free Meek Mill. Man, I haven't seen Kevin Hart this hyperactive on Instagram since he was caught cheating on his pregnant wife. I guess Tristan Thompson gets a shout-out there too. Uh, Okay, okay, back on track. The Sixers, as I said, two of the best players in the league today, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I personally think they're the best one-two punch in the league. Yeah, you got the Warriors, they have four, you know, all-stars, Hall of Famers, potentially. You got Chris Paul and James Harden who are absolutely dynamic, but in terms of one-two punch and how well they complement each other, I think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, not only today, but for the next decade, are gonna be the best one-two punch. According to Stephen A. Smith, Ben Simmons is a jump shot away from being the next LeBron James. I don't know if I'd go that far because, you know, LeBron is obviously the king and LeBron is LeBron. But for Ben Simmons to get that much praise from one of the most hard-nosed and difficult reporters um, or commentators in the NBA, in Stephen A. Smith, that, that's, that's some pretty good shit right there. Joel Embiid is a center. He is a seven-foot specimen Who can shoot the three, pull up, take you to the hoop, post up, you name it, he can do it. I think he's the best center in the league and it's not even close. Not to mention he has an A-plus troll game, so you don't want to fuck with that. Then we go to their role players. Robert Covington. For the casual NBA fan, you probably don't even know who the fuck this guy is. But Covington led the league in deflections. Do you know how hard that is? That means that you have to be, when you're on the floor, you have to be looking at the ball all the fucking time, getting your hand on it if it, if it crosses a passing lane, um, trying to go for a steal, you know, gambling, doing this, doing that. Covington is their unsung hero. We have JJ Redick, Mr. Steal Your Girl, as I like to call him. Redick is your prototypical white boy shooter that every championship team needs. I think Redick is a stud. I think he's perfectly suited for this team, and I think he, with his veteran presence, is going to help a lot. Then you look at their other role players, Dario Saric, Marco Bellinelli, Ersan Ilyasova. I mean, like, Philly has the fucking United Nations of role players on their team. They are killing it. I haven't even touched on Markel Fultz, who was injured for most of the year, and came in towards the end of the season, dropped the triple-double, becoming sorry the youngest player in NBA history to do so. They are a stacked, stacked team, and as much of a Raptors fan as I am, I love watching the Philadelphia 76ers play ball. Okay, next up, OKC. Okay, I'll be the first to say it. I was wrong. I was wrong. Maybe I was clouded by my affinity for Russell Westbrook, He's my favorite player in the league. Or maybe I just couldn't envision a situation where three fucking superstars, well, two and a half, because is more like a fucking stubborn old uncle than anything else. But a situation where three players with a combined 22 all-star appearances between them, 22 lose to a team that doesn't have a single all-star, and a team that wasn't supposed to make the playoffs when the season started. It's fucking mind-blowing. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from Utah. They are as complete a team as I have ever seen. They have an amazing supporting cast with Rubio, Joe Ingles, Derek Favors, and fucking the fourth member of the Migos, Jay Crowder, and their center, Rudy Gobert. He's likely gonna be Defensive Player of the Year. He's an absolute monster in the paint, but honestly, the key to this team's surge has been their rookie, Donovan fucking Mitchell. I'll be honest, when he was drafted, I had no clue who the fuck this kid was. But as the year went on, he kept getting better and better. And now, in these playoffs, he's taken it to another level. He dropped 38 points in the series clincher against OKC. That's the most by a rookie in over 30 years. The kid is an absolute fucking beast. Donovan Mitchell, I rate you, bro. Okay. My favorite part of the segment. The Toronto Raptors. First off, a moment of silence for the Washington Wizards. I have never seen an eighth seed talk that much shit before. Ever. Okay. When John Wall says, yo, you know, we're not worried, we're confident, we're going to go to a game seven. That's acceptable. He's fucking John Wall. He's a top 25 player in the NBA. And let's be real. He did carve the wraps up that series. But, but, when you have someone like Kelly Oubre Jr. talking shit, calling out DeLon Wright, saying he's not worried, you really have to fucking check yourself. Kelly Oubre, listen the fuck up. Not only did you come off the bench... series but in the only game you started and that start was only because of an injury to Otto Porter you chalked up four fouls and shot one for seven from the field one for seven and your name is fucking Kelly please take a seat okay enough about the Wizards they're done I'm sick of talking about them let's talk about the fucking Raptors here we go Honestly, they played some beautiful second half basketball on Friday. Unbelievable. I was jumping up and down. Everybody who saw the floor played well. Everyone. Except for Serge Ibaka. I'm sorry, Serge. But when you're getting paid 60 plus million dollars, you better fucking show up. I'm going to give Serge the benefit of the doubt. Because the Raps ended up winning the series. But Ibaka, Serge, if you're listening... Whatever it is you need to do for round two, hot yoga, meditation, if you need to go fucking pet puppies, I don't care. Get it together. We are going to need you. Now, a lot of people are going to talk about Lowry shooting the lights out on Friday or JV manning the paint, but to me, the MVP of that final game was Fred Van Fleet. Fucking Steady Freddy. His importance to this team is so understated. I cannot say it enough. He runs that second unit like a fucking sheep herder. And most importantly, most importantly, he lets our key guys rest. Do you guys know? DeMar didn't even check into the fourth quarter until there was about four minutes left. Do you understand how much of a luxury that is? In a closeout game on the road? Fred, I salute you, man. Now, I'm not going to dive too much into the Raps-Cavs series yet. I'm going to save that for when a few games have been played. But I will say this. We know that LeBron is the Raptors' kryptonite. We know that the media loves to play it up. I mean, rightfully so. He has taken us out the past two years in the playoffs. And it legitimately feels like he drops a new fucking NBA record every time he comes to Toronto. But. But. This is a different year, and we are a different team. Raptors in seven. Okay, guys, thanks for listening in. Stay tuned for next week, and we're going to have plenty more.